we're continuing our time in our Bible study, and we're talking about serious believers who want to grow. And so the, the, the studies I'm doing are to help serious believers grow. Now, if you're not quite as serious as you know you ought to be, it's okay. You can listen in and become more serious. But we're talking now about the necessity of time in building a relationship with God or building a relationship with anyone else. And Moses said a long time ago, God, so teach us to number our days and that we might present to you a heart of wisdom. Moses knew that we had to, had to be good about our time. We had to take care of our time. Now, money you can recoup. Time you can never recoup. Time comes, but time goes. You get so much time every day. And we're talking about how to make the most of our time so that we can build relationships both with the Lord and with each other. We have to recognize that doing so, we have to learn some things. One of the things that I wanted to mention to you is what somebody has called the principle of replacement. Most of us don't have any time left, and so when we plan to do things with our family, we leave something else undone figure something else in and do something else in place of it. How do we do this? How do we get time to build these relationships? Well, first of all, we ask Jesus Christ to guide us and enable us to build time for this. I think we have to pray daily for wisdom and ask him to give us wisdom so that we can see things from his point of view, and then we will see what really is important. We'll keep our priorities straight. We'll be able to know what's important. Second, we have to learn to say no. Most of us don't know how to say no. No is one of the most powerful words in our vocabulary. If we're to live balanced lives and focus on the most important things, we have to say no to a lot of good things. We can't enroll our kids in everything that comes along and be able to develop them the way they should be. We have to say no to a lot of things and be careful what we choose. There are only so many things we can do and to be able to say no without guilt is to be free from one of the biggest monsters in our lives. We can't even meet every need that comes along. It's impossible. There are always needs that will be there. And so what we have to do is ask God to guide us to meet the needs that are, that are the ones for us to meet and move on. We just have to say often, no, that's just not one of my, on my list of priorities. Now, we have to be careful that we really are doing that because we're led of God, not because it's just our personal preferences, because sometimes he will lead us to spend our time doing some things to minister to others or to make a difference. That may not be our favorite thing to do. So we have to ask him for guidance. We must learn and recognize that no is a very good word and that others may not understand it, but it will make a difference in our lives if we learn to speak it. Now, third... After we spend time with God each day for wisdom to know what to do, then and second, as we learn to say no, we must learn to slow down. In today's world, everything is going at breakneck, break, breakneck speed. Progress is the term we use to describe this increased speed and the ability to use, utilize every second to the maximum. But I wonder if that's really true. Often we're just running here and running there with no real wisdom in mind. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. It takes time to really know God. 
And literally what be still, the be still means stop striving. Stop going so fast. Stop working so hard at it. Stop and just relax with God. Just be still and know that he's God. Just sit a few minutes in quiet meditation and prayer. Just stop. One of the things that's interesting, according to a Harris survey, the amount of leisure time enjoyed by the average American has decreased 39% since 1973. We've lost our leisure time by filling it up with things we feel are important. And because of that, millions of children don't get love and guidance from their busy parents because they're never there. Husbands and wives pass like ships in the night and never develop a lasting love relationship. Our lives are so overcrowded with schedules, commitments, that oftentimes God seems far removed and unrelated to our real needs. So we have to slow down. There again come priorities, choosing what's important. Then fourth, we have to learn to turn off gadgets, our machines, our televisions, our phones, our computers, whatever gadget catches our fancy, whatever it is we spend most of our time with. Some people watch television too much. Some people are on their phones constantly. Some people are in the computer constantly. Is it a wonder then? If we are imparting good values to our children, when we let those kind of things consume all of our time, we must learn to control our desires for more possessions. Most of us have this insatiable desire to have more, and more is not necessarily better. More is not necessarily happier. The more stuff we have, the more we have to clean, care for, repair, look after, pay for. And yet we constantly have a hunger for more. Michael Corder, in his best-selling book, Success, admitted that success is always wanting more. He said it's just as well we face it squarely that the successful get rich and the unsuccessful get poor. And he went on to argue that wealth is a powerful motivator. The simple ambition to live better is potent in succeeding. It's a big factor. We have... But, but what you have to realize is that's not godly. That's not Christian. The Bible says we should be content with what we have. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have ambition. It doesn't mean that we have, don't have a desire to make a difference. It doesn't mean that it's wrong for us to have a new house or a new car. But it means that we have our priorities right, God first, family second, and all these other things third. We are, we are not always uh, trying and desiring and striving And we don't think, I won't be happy unless I have that car, that house, those clothes, that position. So I hope you can see that it's absolutely essential if we're to have a life that matters with a great relationship with God and a good relationship with other people, it's going to take time. Why do we think that we can spend minutes with our mates and have a good marriage? Why do we think we can spend meager time with our children and build a relationship? He who masters his time actually masters his life and is a really wise person. I want to challenge you today to look at your life and see where your time is going. You may discover that you're spending a lot of time on some things that are really kind of third-rate importance, and you're not spending very much time like making time for your wife, your husband, your kids, friends, depending on your relationships, whether you're married or not, but not realizing that your priorities are not in order. So check the best thing to do, the two things that will help you to know where you are is to check your time, how you're using it, and to check your checkbook or your however you pay your bills to see where you're spending your money. 
you get those two things right, most everything else in your life will be right. So spend time first with God, then with family and friends, and give God His rightful place as the head of your life, as the Lord of your life, and you'll discover a good life. God bless you. Have a great day.